Hello and welcome to another edition of Brotherly Love Eagles Podcast. Postseason edition. Fly Eagles fly. Wow. Guys, I'm still in my heart. Twenty heart attacks. If I had a physical right now, the doctor would tell me I'm in jeopardy of dying. High blood pressure. Yeah, you're about to have a stroke. <laughs> well, let's go through. Let's go through the. Of course, the Ray did injure impact play of the game. Fourth down, at the two yard line. What are we thinking? I'm. I'm like, oh my god, they're leaving Julio one on one. I couldn't tell that it was Jalen Mills. I was like, they're they're definitely going to Julio, and he's one on one. And he yeah, stopped him. Much. And and he fell down, and Julio fell down, and Julio oh. the entire drive was a beast. Although Mills, I think Mills played the like perfect borderline physical pass interference on that. Yeah, they're not going to call that unless it's obvious. Yeah, but you also yeah you got to you got to sell out. Yeah, especially against Julio since he's so physical. Yeah. Like he had that big fourth and six where he got that huge play, and then he just he, they were just going to him the entire way down the field, and it looked like they were just going to march right in. And it was, and then I was hoping that we could at least have a field goal chance. But it never got to that point because this is the exactly everybody said this is the way the Eagles would have to win this week. Although I, w- I was thinking to myself what Collinsworth was thinking when they were reviewing the, the catch on third down. I was like, I actually hope it's completed because I think our defense is a better shot if it's fourth and two. Our defense is generally better when it's short distance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Amanda, what was it like for you? Yeah, I totally agree that I was thinking, uh, how the heck can you leave Julio Jones one-on-one? And then, you know, it seemed like Matt Ryan was scrambling for a while. So I was like, great, this is done. But then also, side note, I was thinking the whole time about GT's Philly impression about Julio Jones being the best (laughs) wide receiver in football. Every time they said his name, I was thinking of GT going, Julio Jones. (laughs) Julio Jones. (laughs) (laughs) We got to start on some Julio Jones. Julio Jones. And I was like, fucking Julio Jones. <laughs> the, pri- the pride of uh, Exton, Pennsylvania, Matt Ryan. had. A- I thought he had a really good game, actually. He didn't – he had a good first half. He-, he actually didn't have a good game when you look at the-, the stats. Yeah, no, no. It wasn't like a stats game, but like against our pass rush, I think he was – he played admirably. Yeah, well, that play, the touchdown in the first half was a heck of a play. Yeah, you, he just got lucky. When you threw the TV out the window and you didn't watch the rest of the game. Yeah, that's you texted right. us. Yeah. <laughs> I, told no, I, I thought that touchdown was a great – that that was all Matt Ryan, that play, that touchdown pass. Yeah. You can't say it was luck. It was an instinctual play and he made a great play. Well, also, that was the – that was off the muff punt. So I was just – I was livid. So, man, the GT possession. was so negative of the siblings that he texts me. He's like, we're getting no pressure on Matt Ryan. I'm like – Dude, they've played really well this game, and we've given up 10 points to, like, one of the best offenses in the league. <laughs> yeah, I was um, I was surprisingly calm because I was thinking, okay, we've held them to, as you said, we held them to 10 points. So I was thinking, okay, you know, as long as we hold them to 10 points, we have a shot. And especially well, when was, Elliott can make the long field goals. I was getting frustrated because we outplayed, we outplayed them the whole game, but we, we gave them two tur- turnovers. So I was like, yep. I was thinking, it's like we're gonna blow this fucking game, even though we outplayed them. Yep. The only good thing about those turnovers, which Brian, uh, I have no credit for this, Brian said it was, you could tell that who was it was Blunt and um, and Ajayi had those two turnovers. And no, it was Ajayi were... and then a Barner. It was a oh, punt. 
but Barter, you could tell they were pissed off. So they were like, I- I'm coming back from this, which I thought was kind of good. They needed a little fire under their butts after the you well, know horrible a, beginning of the game. Jai hadn't played in three weeks, so you know that was that was one of the when you haven't played in a while, that's bound to happen, or there's always a chance of that happening. So. You know, it, it wasn't a great start to the game, but then they recovered nicely. But then the muff punt, I was, man, when they got that muff punt and they scored, I was like, oh, this this is not looking good. But yeah. then, you know, Foles really, Foles really settled in. I have to say, I thought Foles, other than the first quarter, after that, I thought he played really well. I don't know what the stat said, but he looked like, you know, a totally different quarterback. Oh no, that. they're showing Jeffrey Lurie dancing with the team. Oh man, that's, <laughs> we that's have, not a good look. We have our main loser of the podcast already. Yo, it's also weird. Jeff Lurie, number shoot. one loser with his white man owner dance with the players in the locker room. Every time they show Lori and his wife, who's like 40 years younger than him, they're just staring straight ahead. What do they, you, don't like, you, they don't seem to like each other very much. I haven't, I haven't seen them say a single word to each other all Yeah, season. I wonder what's going through Tina's head the whole time. Like, fuck, I gotta sit through another one of these games. That's, He's that's gonna definitely be so what it feels grumpy. like to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, I'm so bored. It's so cold yeah like I, I was thinking to myself i was like why well, you and i have a great relationship but if i was the owner of the eagles and made her go to every game she would look like that too <laughs> yeah why would not be happy if she had to go to every eagles game yeah. she so wait it's on a saturday like, do you think it's on a saturday she's not she's not at every game is she i guess she's at every home game every home game yeah yeah i'd be like don't come honey i don't care if you come like you can stay no, home she'll go, she goes just out of spite yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree. Uh, yeah, Nick Nicola Foles. He's 20, 23 of 30, 238 pass yards, no touchdowns. I mean, I, we were all obviously worried at the beginning of the game. <laughs> First play of the game, we go play action deep throw, and he throws the world's worst deep ball. <laughs> yeah, but that was he, was he slipped, and then you saw Matt Ryan in the same direction. The wind was just crazy. And even yeah, that, but it wasn't just that. He had, he had some wide open balls in the first quarter that it was like, I mean, come on. I think you guys are underestimating how tough it was in the win because even when that one where he missed, uh, was it Ertz? Burton? Oh, Burton, that's what it was. You were so mad, and I'm just like, he's trying to throw a line drive through the win. But the, I think it was Doug, Doug Peterson's best play call, play calling game of his entire career. Like he adjusted well. He realized run pass option is where Nick is most comfortable, and so he just doubled down on that, especially in the third quarter. Yeah, I, right well, down I, the field. I did, even though it was it was an abomination, as Collingsworth pointed out, the first play, I did love the fact that he let Foles rip it on a deep ball. Because even if it you know, became an interception, it would be like a punt. I think that's kind of the thinking behind it. Right. Just yeah. to get Foles engaged. Yeah, but he – yeah. But then he had that – he did not look good for the first half a quarter, like Amanda said, because he missed, like, Ertz on a three-yard out. It was, like, sailing yeah, over that- his head and – Collinsworth, you could just be like, oof. <laughs> yeah, like I get the deep balls like that, but when it comes to exactly, that's exactly the one I'm thinking of. Like, I mean, come on. That's a gimme. Even I could make that throw. I thought the Collinsworth only... PS yeah. called a great game. He was, I think, I, I think Tony Romo's made him step up his game because he was explaining a lot more things that I didn't notice. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the breakdown he did on – so I was going to say the only piece of the game where I thought Peterson's play calling was shoddy was 
when we did score on fourth down on the blunt running play, the the previous three play calls were a little read, especially read on at. first down. Like we looked like we were going to run on first down. Atlanta right. calls a timeout, and then he's like, "Okay, well, now let's do a like a different play. That's a pass play." It's like, no, just run the ball on first down. But yeah, Collinsworth did a good job of uh, breaking down the fourth down run touchdown to Blunt, where they showed Burton with the chop block. Gosh, that was a good play. That call. was the that was another heart attack. Man, there were so many heart attacks in this game. Uh, that's playoff oh, football, yeah. baby. And I thought the other thing, Matt, that you just pointed out about the run pass option, Collinsworth was calling that too about you know Nick was doing better with that. So, well, I, yeah, then I give all the credit to Peterson because that's you know they said in this game I forget what the stat was, but that Foles run pass option was like over I want to say it was like seventy percent, and then when it was Wentz, it was like twenty five to twenty six percent. So percent pass, yeah, percent pass on of, of, of theirs. So it was obvious that they finally realized like. Oh hey, because they even said that that Doug Peterson through, looked through his entire season when he had the twenty-seven-two with Chip Kelly, and good for him to be like, okay, run pass options where he's most comfortable. And geez, was that it? Really, like all of a sudden, his confidence just went through the roof, and it was like mm-hmm. we saw the Nick Foles of that Chip Kelly era. Well, yeah, and you you also just like obviously we have to refashion our expectations, but you you just realize like how good Wentz was in the red zone when you watch Foles. Oh, he was, yeah, yeah, he was otherworldly. Everybody knew that. But, yeah, I was so nervous, though, when they only got three. Uh, I I was almost about to text you, GT, of we need seven here. I was, I was, <laughs> oh, my God, I was going to text you guys that, too. And I was just like, uh, it's too soon. It's too soon. Let's just see how this plays like out. Like that 15-10 was just staring at me and like, oh, that does not look like a, a score well, that's going to win a game. I just thought that we were jinxed when we had that horrendous first touchdown where it was the fumble for a touchdown, and then we missed the extra point. And I was like, great, this is just a sign of how well, much Well, that was when we ran on fourth down, be. though. That was the blunt touchdown because yeah. we were short. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And then he fumbles, <laughs> and Nick Foles had to recover it. But, yeah, I was like, oh, my God. I love how Jake Elliott, like, even on that extra point, he looked nervous. I'm like, the dude's going to miss this extra point. I know. And dung. And then, like, that 53-year-old field goal is just like, ooh, this is no problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that guy. I don't trust him at all. I trust I him with anything him. between, like, 55 and 60 yards. Anything else, I get nervous every time. Yeah. Even the one that was, like, 20-some-odd yards. Like, I was like, ooh, that looked a little iffy. Yeah, like, the extra points of the chip shots, you're like, I don't know if he's going to make this. Yeah. But 53 yards, you're like, he's got this. Yeah, he's no like, no problem. problem. And it's, like, straight down the middle, yeah. plenty, plenty on it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, that, that chip shot to make it 15-10, I was, like, more nervous on that than I was on, like, the fourth and two to decide the game. Yeah, no. Ex- I mean, not really, but yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm hyperbolizing I, here. I, I sense your sarcasm. <laughs> it was it was interesting to see too, like on that the the field goal to go up fifteen ten. Peterson like couldn't decide whether or not he was going to go for it. Yeah, that would have been nuts. Um, but like, yeah, the right move was okay. I'm going to take I'm going to take points and just rely on my number one defense to to stop Atlanta, which they did. <laughs> Yeah, but they they made me nervous because when it was first and goal, I was like, man, maybe we should have gone for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with that game, that was, you know, the defense had to step it up. They've always played well. Besides the Giants game, they play well at home all year. So you had to, in cold weather, you had to 
give it to your defense to win you the game or lose you the game. And, and, and also he's sorry. so much better though than Andy Reid on game management because right away that. he called those timeouts to be like, all right, if they score, we're gonna at least have enough time. And he challenged he challenged that incomplete, even though it ended up not mattering, the incomplete pass to Sanu, like Reed would have not challenged that. Yeah. Yeah. Reed would have tried to but challenge. But also just Sorry, just the ahead. level-headed play calling in the second half. I mean, we saw it last week. Reed completely imploded against Tennessee, but Peterson, <laughs> yeah. Peterson kept uh, you know stringing together a good balance of run and pass, and went to the plays that Foles was comfortable with. Yeah, no, he, I think it was. I thought I was really impressed with Peterson and their game plan. We were, we were six for eleven on third down with Nick Foles. Yeah, that's unheard of. That's wow. And it's funny, as well as Nick Foles' play, we still only scored 15 points. <laughs> well, I mean, he played, I that, he played well for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and I think that goes to the point of what you guys said earlier, is he's just not the red zone quarterback that Carson Wentz was. He, gets, he could march him down the field, but he can't. He can't get the seven. We need That's seven. We need but that was kind of – yeah, there was kind of iffy play calling when we were marching down and then we got a little yeah. too cute again. You know, we went back to that cool – uh, Aguilar play that looked really cool in the first half, and then the guy uh, he got blown up by yeah. Dontari Poe on the yeah, last. Yeah, Poe was ready for it this time. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, wh- whoever we play, I would I have always said I'd rather play Minnesota because that'll be like a nine six game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It'll be like a soccer score. So it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. So, you know. The euphoria, the ecstasy, I mean, it was just – there were so many heart attacks to be had in this game. You know, the fourth down play is definitely the Ray Diddy, Ray Diddy impact play of the game because, you know, that was just such a iconic moment. We'll be talking that, you know, no matter what happens for a while, you know, because – and it's perfect for Philly. The crowd was great. The, like, I was going to go to the winners. The first one I had was the crowd. The crowd was so loud. You could hear it as soon as they got on, on – on air with uh, with uh, what's his name Collinsworth and Al Michaels, you know, it's just like it was so loud. You're like they're ready to rock, and they never really they even when it was, had the slow start, they never really got down on the team, which was impressive, which is unphilly like. Uh, totally. Uh, well, kind of related. I saw somebody posted on Instagram um, an interview. I can't remember if it was ESPN, but they're doing their consultant at the link, and there's an Eagles fan shotgunning a beer in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, the crowd's ready. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they were Did you also up. see the Frisbee dog? The Frisbee dog at halftime? No. <laughs> no, I missed that. I'm sure they it, were warmed was... up by the booze. Div- divisional playoff game. Let's bring out the big guns for the halftime show. Frisbee dog. Hey, I love me a good Frisbee dog. That can be entertaining. Yeah. You know, uh, I was watching uh, um, Seinfeld's Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart talked about the last time he went to an Eagles game, they booed the dog for not catching the Frisbee. I was thinking about that when you just said that. Wasn't there a story about that? I remembered that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the dog deserves it. He needs to catch the frisbee. That's what he's there to do. Maybe if you know what Dad would say, you got to bite like this, <laughs> not I'll like this. <laughs> yeah, got to bite with your front teeth, not your back teeth. So my my winner was the rush offense and the offensive line, which was just dominant at times and in the screen game. Yep, and and the interior defensive line. So like Jernigan and Cox, 
they were they were stopping Devonta Freeman all day. Who can get well, scary? Well, Jernigan, I think, must have gotten hurt in the second half because it was a lot of Bo Allen. The Jernigan wasn't in at oh, all. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I, I meant to look that up, but it was I, it was definitely Fletcher Cox. He just – he was a man amongst boys, and, you know, they said that was always a weakness of the Falcons, and he f- exploited and played probably his best game of the year. And they were, they were saying that interesting – Collinsworth again was saying that they talked to Cox and he was saying that they had to rotate it so he's only playing about 40, 45 snaps a game so that – or 40, 45% of snaps for the game. And then, you know, now that he was doing like 90%, he was like ready to rock because he was so fresh. I got you. My one quibble besides you had already brought up on the goal line that those play calls when they still scored on fourth down. My one quibble is they were just marching down the field, and I feel like I guess there's a couple of plays where you know like Blunt made that fumble, so that drive kind of got hurt because of that. But sometimes I kind of thought they went away from it a little too early and should have just like doubled down on the run. But you know, I think the second half he finally he finally adjusted, and you know it was run pass option, and then just you know a lot of runs, and then so yeah, I totally agree. The line played great. And, and even, the screen, the even Vitae played, played great. Vitae played great. Oh, yeah. Big V. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, so for someone we've been giving, you know, rightfully so, a lot of hard time in the national and local media has been killing him. He had a great game. And on that screenplay to Ajay that went for like 20 or 30, Kelsey and Wisniewski just like took on four different Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I mean, it's so – it's amazing how much better that line is with, with Wisniewski in there as well. Yeah. Did we lose Amanda? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just letting you talk. You uh, said not to. You, yeah. just... um, I said don't interrupt me. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying not to interrupt you. Uh, no, I agree about the line. And uh, Brian pointed out um, he thought Kelsey played exceptionally well. Well, and... of course. he's. Of course he thinks the center played well. Yeah. And Brian knows the totally. intricacies of the position. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't follow the line at all. I just followed the ball because I'm a moron. <laughs> but, the the, uh, the other winner is Chuck Begnerick. That I photo flew around earlier this week. That's such an amazing photo. <laughs> Cigar and cigarette both lit, as Brian pointed out. With still his pads on. Like, I yeah. love it. <laughs> and as I yeah. said, back then they were playing two ways. So he's like, O-line, linebacker, yeah. one pack a day. Yeah, love the Franklin Field shout-out, obviously. Yeah, Holler the Franklin Penn. Field. Yeah, and for those who don't know, Brian is Amanda's husband who played center for Penn. Not Penn State, for Penn. Yeah, yeah the Quakers, the, the, the fighting Quakers. <laughs> Quaker haters. So the peace-loving Quakers. So much more intimidating than the Penn State <laughs> Nittany Lions is the Penn Quakers coming at you hard. We're going to beat Friend. you with our moral righteousness. Friend. <laughs> We will beat you to the crown, friend. I'll pick you back up. <laughs> that was also where they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. Fun fact. That's where they, isn't that where they won the NFL championship, though? And the Vince mm-hmm. Lombardi curse, 1960? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I'll tell you what I, what I also appreciated. Anytime like, there's an NFL Fox game on in Philadelphia, it's just like every, pre, every post-commercial shot is like, cheesesteak sizzling yeah they did a really totally. good job yeah yeah the nbc not doing the typical genos and pats right like the franklin field shout out they rarely rarely do that one yeah 
And I thought some... they had some great city shots. Yeah. yeah. It made the city look great. The Fox seems definitely the worst of the three crews now because it used to be CBS with Phil Sims and Jim Nance, but now that they have Tony Romo, now it's definitely Buck and Aikman are the worst. Yeah, for sure. Although Al Michaels is kind of – he's starting to turn the edge of he needs to think about hanging him up. Like Collinsworth, I think, has upped his game since Romo's come into the booth because they've all upped their games. And I'm so glad that we got rid of Gruden. He was the worst. Oh, yeah, he was terrible. I still enjoy Al Michaels, though. I mean, I don't need him to give me the color commentary. He just – I don't know. He's fine. He just gets crotchety now in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. And he was starting to get repetitive at the end of the game. Yeah. Like I said, the, my other winner was the crowd, and then I also had written down RPO. So RPO was definitely the big winner today. And, and, and a pseudo shout-out to Chip Kelly. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The keys to victory lie with Chip, Chip Kelly. Yeah, because that was – and kudos to Peterson for – that's what I like about Peterson. He's much more of, you know, of the ilk of the play caller who's like, it's not just my system all the time. Sometimes I need to adjust to my players. Yeah, he's open-minded, not dogmatic. Yeah, and I always think those are the best NFL coaches because, like, Nick Foles is never going to be Carson Wentz. He can't do the things Carson Wentz does, and they finally realized when they had the time off that they had to do what he was comfortable with. I do also – I like the the Aguilar jet sweep element. Yeah, that was very cool. And that – the first time they ran that play, that was a great play call, and it looked really cool, and, you know – on that big third down early in the game. I think that one just led to the field goal, though. No, that, I think that was a touchdown drive. Uh, there's been so many heart attacks since that that drive that I, that fourth down seemed like the play of the game. And then, there's, and then, of course, we know the big fourth down happened at the end of the game. The other winner, of course, is Vegas. They made a lot of money on this game. They made a ton of money on this game. Yeah. Yeah. Great it, point. I didn't think about that. Everybody was picking them the Falcons. Well, anyway, I have nothing else to say. Anything? Well, that... What was that? <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, so given how they played in the last couple of the season. I'm sorry? Oh, can you not hear me? You keep breaking up. Yeah, try again. Try oh. one more time. No, I all I said was rightfully so, given how crappy they played the last couple of games of the season. Yeah. No, credit to, the, credit to that team. You, you know... Uh, Bill Simmons said earlier in the week, uh, you know, yesterday or his, I think it was a podcast, whatever, one of his podcasts this week. And it, it's hard to be the us against the world anymore because, you know, it, it, it's hard to play that. But the Eagles can definitely play that up because it literally is no one thinks they have a chance with Nick Foles. So it's no. a good place to it's a good place for this team to be. It was a surprisingly calm playoff game because none of us expected them to win. No, I, no, not for me. As soon as they kicked the ball off, I yeah, was freaking out. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm pure psycho again. Yeah, right. You, you know what, sure, you sure. know what, GT, take notes. I've noticed that I get a lot less emotional when I have to take notes. Because remember the Oakland game? I was a total B-I-T-C-H, and that's because I didn't take notes. Well, this game, <laughs> I took notes, and the only time I cursed was at the end of the game when they stopped them on fourth down. Then I finally let out a good F-bomb or two because I'm so excited. Yeah, we're crammed into a hotel room with our parents, <laughs> Brian's parents, Amanda's small child, and Matt's Matt's dropping expletives every other word, <laughs> like Ike Turner. Like Ike Turner, is that what you said? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Cool. 
luckily you didn't have to. Luckily, I was pretty good. You were the one who was like Turner over text this game. Oh yeah, I was full. I was a full psychopath. No, uh, yeah. In the first like five minutes, I'm like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. And then after five <laughs> minutes, I was like, if we don't win this game, it'll ruin my life. <laughs> I'd already resigned myself to the fact when they were, the, the Falcons convert on fourth and six. I'm like, uh, that was a good run. Good run. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a noble effort. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they tried their best. They gave it their all. <laughs> but now. Someone had told me, like, the Eagles are going to win this game and then lose in heartbreak next week. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Now that we have, like, some hope, that's how it's going to work. Yeah. All right. Well, any last words from either one of you? I guess I guess I hope we – I don't know. I hope we get the Vikings, I guess. Well, you know, on paper, that's who you would think. But then everybody says they have this great defense. You know, the more I read up on them, they're like, this is the defense that can shut down anybody. So – <laughs> I I would have a bad feeling because it, it would have me deja vu all over again to the Tampa Bay game, the Carolina game where we can't move the ball at all. Yeah, but I just don't want to go against Breeze. Yeah, but the Falcons are a lot like – I mean, the Saints are a lot like the Falcons. Bad play calling, good talent. And I like them in cold weather, you know, not in the dome. And Drew Breeze is never nearly as good on the road as he is at home. That's fair. Because next week, I mean, tomorrow is kind of, they're in a dome. So, you know, whoever we play, you know, they're going to be good. We're probably going to be the underdogs again. We're definitely going to be the underdogs again. Uh, Oh, yeah. Anywhere from like three to seven point home dogs. So, oh, and did you see another winner, Lane Johnson, was wearing a dog mask at the end of the game because we were underdogs? (laughs) So you're just walking around the field with a dog mask on. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty terrifying. <laughs> All right. Well, what a win. We didn't expect it. And if you had said earlier this year or even before the season that we would be in the NFC Championship game, that would be one heck of a – we would have told you you're crazy. Yeah. We were hoping to make the playoffs even with Wentz. And we did it with Nick Foles. No one could have seen that coming. Yeah, NFC Championship game with Nick Foles. Uh, that's <laughs> No one would have predicted that one. Yep. All right, well, we'll definitely do a midweek one with Mom. I'm sure she'll have a lot to say. And uh, until then, we will uh, ride this high and uh, hope we can make it happen to Super Bowl 52. Until then, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.